Do environments, the physical spaces within your church, do they make a difference? How do you create spaces that are clean, inviting, and burst with your church branding and vision? We'll talk about it today. This is the definitive podcast for helping you plan, create, and execute dynamic worship experiences at your church. Useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions, and more. This is Making Sunday Happen. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you never miss an episode of the podcast. We at 1230 Media, we are here to help you make Sunday happen. We do that through ready-made media. That's nine product lines of done-for-you media like mini-movies, countdowns, motion backgrounds, and more. We do that through custom media that's made from scratch, graphics, and video like sermon series designs, announcement graphics, sermon bumpers, animated story videos, you name it. We can probably make it for you. And we do that through training through our weekly blog, this podcast, and our bookstore. We are a one-stop shop to help you with your worship experience. You are in the trenches of ministry each and every week. We're here to help you. We are here to serve you. You can learn more at 1230.media. That's 1230.media to check us out today. I've been telling you about all of our upcoming conferences this fall and spring that our team will be at. We are at the Awana Child Discipleship Forum this week. We'll also be at Kids Matter Megacon and CFX Church Facilities Expo in October. Uh, We'll be at SALT November 2nd through 4th. And then Children's Pastors Conference, CPC, will be there in January. So come and say hello if you are at any of these events. We would Love to meet you. It's a highlight of what we uh, do as we travel is to meet you at uh, at conferences. So if you are at one of those, we would love to meet you. Feel free to uh, swing by our booth, say hello to our team. Today on the show, I welcome interior designer Jillian Lawson. Now, Jillian focuses her company on helping churches create great physical spaces, spaces that are inviting and that really help you share your branding and vision with guests and attendees. Environments really do matter when it comes to making Sunday happen. So we'll talk all about that with Jillian right after this. The Church Facilities Conference and Expo is happening in Dallas, Texas on October 24th through 26th. Bring your tech team, communications team, facilities team, and your leadership to learn and grow together at the largest dedicated conference and expo for church teams. With education, training, and solutions to support the vision and mission of your church, CFX is the place to connect with other church leaders, experts, and solution providers all in one place. Use promo code 1230, that's 1230, to get $75 off your full conference registration. Don't miss out. Register today. Hey, guys. Today, I welcome Jillian Lawson. Jillian is the founder of Jillian Design Company. She's an interior designer. She's an event and design planning consultant for church spaces. Jillian, welcome. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. 
So tell me a little bit about yourself and the clients that you serve. I'm really excited that you're serving churches and that you're really an interior designer for for churches and houses of worship, right? Yes. Yeah, that's my main focus. And so I started out in the residential world um, and a couple of churches kind of reached out to me that I had like personal relationships with when I found out or when I started my business. And that's when I was like, oh, no, this is what I want to do. I want to I want to focus on churches because I'm a church girl at heart. I've grown up grown up in the church and served in it um, basically all of my life. And so I just really found a way to like kind of cross all my passions together. And it's been a fun ride to get here. So people might be thinking, uh, Carl, what's up? Why why an interior designer? Uh, to to have on the Making Sunday Happen podcast for the church. What does this have to do with it? Uh, so let's get into that. So why are interior spaces important when it comes to creating my worship experience? And let me let me set you up further here in that I see the worship experience as parking lot to parking lot. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I drive in, in, in a physical environment, uh, so as soon as I pull in, what are the spaces in the parking lot? the signage, the help in the parking lot. Now I walk into the lobby, the signage, the bathrooms, and then I walk into the auto. So that whole thing from parking lot in and then back out to parking lot out, that's what I see as the worship experience. Do you, do you agree? A million percent. You know, that saying that always goes around is you have seven minutes to make a first impression. Well, by the time they park their car in the parking lot and by the time they walk through the lobby doors, what if your seven minutes are already up? So we need to make sure that what they're seeing and experiencing is an invitation to come inside. We want all of our all of our environments to be welcoming. We want everything to be drawing towards that invitation that they're going to receive once they get inside the sanctuary. Okay, so one thing I like about what you do for churches is that you understand church world. You've you've been a pastor's wife, uh, ministry director, volunteer. You've been in, just like you said, you've been in the spaces and also confined by a little thing called the church budget, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that you use your space for like 17 things. Like nothing's usually static, right? Very few churches just have like, this room is only a Sunday school room or this room is only for events. Like most of our spaces get flipped over time and time again. So I'm very familiar with all the challenges that go along with that. Yeah. Okay. So the auditorium obviously is where kind of the main event happens. That's where we're headed on Sunday. Uh, And a lot of energy and resources are directed toward it being uh, amazing and, and rightly so. But before a guest walk into the auditorium, just like we said, they walk uh, the parking lot, and then they usually pass through the lobby. So that parking lot and lobby is our first impression. Like you said, the, the seven minutes of, of first impression. So what are some things, kind of get us started here on an overview. What are some things that I need to be feeling and experiencing in that first impression? Well, that's what I kind of love about this is that it, it's going to be different for every church, every because every church kind of has like their own story to tell. Every church has their own kind of unique way that they minister to their community. And so spending some time asking yourself those questions, who are we? What's important to us? What are we good at? Um, what do we want our community to know about us? Those kind of things and that feeling should be pretty evident when they come through your door. 
So um, how can you make that evident? You know, and if you've ever went through like a rebrand process of any, any type, you've probably asked yourself these questions. You've probably been through this process. But if we're going to spend time rebranding all of, you know, everything like our online world and our social media, we need to make sure that our physical spaces, that that connects. And so we want our messaging to connect through the visual experience of being in your, in your lobby or your bathrooms or wherever you're at, you know, but like, like that it should be, it should be evident what's important to you. It should be evident the kind of culture that you're trying to create by the spaces that you have. Good. So let's go reverse. What is it communicating if those things aren't aligned, if things are cluttered, if things are dirty, if there are, you know, whatever, flip, flip that for me. So it's kind of, if, if I walk into a space and it's like you said, it's cluttered or it's severely outdated, my first thing that I might be thinking as someone walking through the door for the first time is, Ew. well, this must not be for me. It, you know, if I'm right. if yeah. I'm a 30, 40 year old young parent, but everything's kind of hasn't been touched since the 90s, which was 30 years ago, <laughs> then I might feel like this space probably isn't for me and my family. I might worry if it's um, like if I have kids, I might worry if it's updated to safety standards or if it's clean enough for my kids to go and be a part of it. You know, and we you might have the most amazing ministries and um, opportunities for your church. But if, if people don't feel that when they walk in, if they don't see that level of excellence when they walk in, they're they're not going to go any farther to investigate those things. Okay, so let's walk through more of the lobby. So one of the first things that you suggest is that I should walk through the space with fresh eyes. What yes. walk me through that? So just like we can get nose blind to our, you see the Febreze commercials about being nose blind, you can get blind to your surroundings and just you walk in there all the time, either, you know, and churches have a lot of events and clutter kind of tends to pile up and we have like these cardboard boxes or we have seven different pin cups sitting on our um, welcome counter or nothing has our name on it. Like you have to kind of walk through with fresh eyes and see how is someone who knows nothing about us. They don't know what we're good at. They don't know that we're the most friendly church on the planet. They don't know that we have a great kids ministry. So we have to think about it. How are they looking at us when they come through the door? And we have to kind of give it that we have to, really peel back everything that we know about ourselves and just start on a, on a level zero and go in with that. So I love the questions that you ask or that I should be asking myself during a walkthrough. You want to give me a couple of those? Yes. So we talked about what's the first thing that you notice. So look around, do you notice, you know, do you notice clutter? Is there a clear path to the auditorium? Can I, can I tell where the auditorium is? Do I know where, Uh, The kids spaces are, um, but ask yourself, what is the feeling that you want people to have when they walk through through your doors? What, what do you want them to feel? Um, Because here's the, here's the thing when I work with churches, this is what they tell me all the time. When I say, who are you trying to reach? They'll say young millennial families. That's who we're trying to reach young families with kids. A hundred percent of the time, every pastor has told me that. Well, millennials make their decisions mostly based on research. They make their decisions by a feeling. So we have to connect to their feelings. We, ha- I mean, think about where they spend their time and where they decide to spend their money. They, they'll pass a 7-Eleven to get coffee, 
because they want to go to Starbucks because they like the way that they feel when they, they're in a Starbucks. They'll go to an Apple store because they uh, trust what Apple brings to the table because they like the way they feel in that environment, you know? So we have to think about how do people feel when they walk through our spaces? Do they, do we, do they feel like we are a relevant place? Do we feel like we are in touch with what's going on today? Do they feel connected? Do they feel inspired? These are things that we want to, to find out is what are they feeling? Good. So uh, one thing I was, uh, I saw a, a movie about the Calvary Chapel movement. I don't know if you're familiar with, with that at all about, but the, the story is that a group of hippies uh, were on the beach and they were brought into uh, the, the, the church and, and started uh, feeling that. And one thing that they uh, saw, which is kind of how the, the Jesus movement move forward in the in the 60s and 70s was that they felt welcome they felt like uh you know i i can belong here i can come uh in my you know whatever i'm wearing or no shoes or whatever the case may be and i think that that is so true i think we bring that forward i think that's so true like what you were saying with with millennials Am I going to walk in and it's it's not just the, you know, are people in suits and ties everywhere and what are the, is it st stuffy, uh, you know, from a dress standpoint, but it's the spaces as well. It's the smells and the look and the feel. Uh, I think you're exactly right. Okay, so let's get into some signage too. So are, are there clear signs that show my guests where to go, what purpose those areas serve? Tell me how important signage is. Signage is so important because we cannot assume that everybody that comes in is going to ask for directions. Not everybody wants to, uh, a first timer may not want to have a conversation the second they walk through the door. You know, we might have some more right. like melancholies that, <laughs> that prefer to kind of figure it out on their own. So we right. want to have clear signage that directs them where they need to go. And we need to have friendly faces. It's a both and situation with that. But like we do want to make sure that it's very clear where to go. Don't force me to have to ask, where do I take my kids? Because that can be a real right. turnoff for certain personalities. And so we have the friendly faces, but we also have the signage um, and it's clear, it's clear where your bathrooms are. Um, it's clear where your uh, sanctuary is and it's clear where your kids spaces are. Those three things are really important. I think you make a great point. If I have to work for it as, as a new visitor, I'm, I'm probably done. Like nope. if I'm going to have to approach you to figure out where things are, uh, I'm probably going to be done pretty quickly. Right. Like, so if my signage or my volunteers can take care of that or my spaces can take care of that. It, it definitely helps. All right. What about the walls? What is on the walls in my lobby? That That's a, ask yourself that question, walk through your walls and see what's on your lobby is the only thing that's on your walls is artwork that was dedicated or was, um, it was donated to you by sister Tammy 40 years ago. And we can't take it off the walls. Like, and if it like, does it have anything to do with your church? Does it have anything to do with your mission? Um, like, What's on your walls says something. Also, if you remove it and there's like a perfect square behind it, that means you haven't touched <laughs> your paint in a long time. <laughs> so, yeah. so statistics show that we need to be refreshing our spaces in churches every seven to 10 years to kind mm -hmm. of keep ourselves like on the, you know, being relevant, um, making sure that we're current with, with modern trends and things like that. So 
What are some clients that you've dealt with that has had that experience? Oh, we, we can't move that because that's the dedicate. Somebody gave a whole lot of money and that needs to stay there or whatever. Well, so what I like to, what I like to talk about is again, with the years of being um, as a part of a church is that we can't just walk in and like bulldoze everything. Like you have to cast vision first. You have to sit, you have to tell your people why you're doing this. So if you just kind of like walk in, you got to get buy-in from the people you got to get, you got to cast that vision to make sure that they're on board with it. Um, And so what I've done in that case is that I've kind of like coached the leaders a little bit. I'm like, this is how we're going to pitch it. This is how we're going to present it, you know, and that, um, and and offer it back to the people. We know that this this artwork has been a part of this church for a long time. If it's special to you, we want you to have it. Like, you know, like, right. so like make it a positive thing. That don't just make it like, this is out of here. And you right, have to deal right. with it. <laughs> right. Or do, do you find another space for those things that may work better down I on another hallway or something? I usually don't um, because once you can get people to understand why you're doing stuff, it really doesn't matter. Get it out. Uh, all right. So after my walkthrough, tell me how to start with my church's branding. Let, let's get into branding questions, which you touched on a little bit earlier, but walk me through that. So your branding is important. It sets the tone for who you are, for um, a, a good a branding process will take you through that and give you some clear messaging and some clear bullet points that you can grab onto and things that you want your people to relate to, but then you have to translate that into your physical spaces. So if you have, if you have branding and let's say your branding colors are red and white and black, then your building should reflect that. Your building shouldn't be brown and yellow and orange, you know, like you, it should be, it should connect. So we want all of those things to connect because when you do, then you get a full experience rather than a, a divided experience. When in doubt, if I have doubts about what colors and things I should go with, is there a default? Black and white's always a, a good neutral. It's always a great um, just neutralizer to kind of get you in a, in a fresh space. Um, so, but again, if your branding colors are green and tan, then are green and tan, then you're going to want to go in that direction. So it is important that they connect. Make sure your branding's current before you start pulling a bunch of stuff out of there. But then also, you know, you can level set with black and white usually. Gotcha. All right. So tell me about communicating who my church is on a feature wall. How often do you do a, a feature wall? I do a feature wall with every church that I work with. And the reason for this is that it creates... Just like when you're looking at your background right now, it creates interest in what's happening. Your um, your logos on there, um, and so it it makes it. What you want to do is you want to create a space where people want to take a picture in front of it. Because if people want to take a picture in front of it, they're probably going to want to post it on social media, and it can create a conversation. It can just be an easy way to get your get who you are out there. And if your space looks great and people are excited to be a part of it, I mean, that's kind of a big deal when you see people just walking around, they just want to take a picture in your church lobby, like, because they think that it's, they're connected to it, you know, like they're not just, they're feeling a connection to what's happening there and they want people to know about it. So this is, this is marketing that's, that's working for you. (laughs) Right. So if I use words on my walls, what should those words say? 
your words should connect to what your mission statement is or your vision statement. If you have core values, it should mean something. So you want you want people when they walk through the door to be able to connect to your messaging. So you can, like I said, you can have those those words on your wall, but do it in an interesting way. It doesn't just have to be vinyl. It can be dimensional. It can be um, it can be interesting artwork. If you have like if you're if you're in a like a modern like artsy community, you should have a an artsy wall somewhere. You know, like like I was mm. we were in Nashville not too long ago, and all of those buildings have. Uh, murals on them. And I was thinking if you're a church and you don't have a mural that someone's wanting to take a picture in front of, you're missing out. Like, you you know, you mm-hmm. should be able to, because that's important to that community. That's so it should be important somewhere in your church building. If that vibes with who you are. I mean, maybe if you're super traditional, <laughs> you know, you don't yeah. want to, you don't want a mural, but like, I, I think having that messaging on your wall that people, when they walk in and they remember like, right, this is what's important to us. We, you know, we're community minded, we're um, heaven focused, we're, you know, like whatever those, those key words are that you want people to connect to. If it's evident, it becomes a part of who they are and it becomes a part of your culture. Talk to me about lighting. What, what should I focus on there? So easy ways that we can um, like update our spaces is a lot of times we, we just have like these like light bulbs that have just been like in there and we just kind of keep replacing them. But um, moving them, moving from like a yellow light bulb to like a daylight, a daytime light bulb will will make a big difference, um, and it'll brighten your space up. Um, also, if you can get rid of fluorescent lights and move to can lighting, that's a huge upgrade um, for uh, modernizing your space in a relatively inexpensive way. What about uh, on my focal or featured walls? Do I need to hang and and really focus on that? If you have the opportunity to light up your feature walls, that's always a plus. Um, not everybody can run new electric, but I mean, you can have, if you can think forward at that and you can um, know like, okay, we're going to put a feature wall here. We're going to run some electrical, um, you know, so that way you can have a spotlight on it. That makes it great because then when you're taking pictures for like an event or something, it's already lit for you. It's going to make your your social media better. It's, you know, lighting just is a plus. <laughs> Uh, okay. Talk to me about bathrooms. <laughs> what are some impressions of look and feel that our bathrooms communicate? So bathrooms can make or break you. Like you need to have, first of all, it has to be clean. And second of all, it needs to smell good. So you can invest in like, um, quality, like think about when you go walk into a hotel, a good hotel bathroom, like, and you're like, Oh, this is nice. And nobody thinks this bathroom's nice, like literally anywhere else they go, but because it's kind of like this whole like experience that they create for you, you know, like it has a basket of toiletries and it smells good. And, you know, it's, it's fresh and clean. Like these are simple things that we can do just like go through and like get, get new garbage cans. Maybe you haven't updated your garbage cans in a long time. Like maybe you need new soap dispensers, like simple refreshes that we can do to make the, make it a more welcoming experience. You don't want your bathrooms to be a turn on. Good. Okay. So let's say I have, let's talk about budget. If I have zero budget, people might be thinking, yeah, this all sounds great. I, we can't afford it. So what are, what are some ways that we can make maybe some little tweaks mm-hmm. that would have some big impact? You, okay. So the, the levels, the, the most basic thing that you can do is a fresh coat of paint, because if your building hasn't been painted in the last seven years, your, it needs to be painted. It, it, it usually gets a lot of wear and tear. 
Um, hallways in particular can get dark and dingy. Um, and so, I, you know, have a volunteer night and invite people in to, you know, update with, with paint, but that's a great place to start. And then adding, like taking out anything that's been there for like a really long time, just remove it from the space. Like, um, uh, uh this church that I attended, we like co ended up collecting like these ficus plants and these like ratty round baskets that like had been there for like 20 years. And I was like, just let's just remove them <laughs> from, let's just remove them from the law because they're all the same height. They all look exactly the same. Let's just remove them and see how we feel about it. And all of a sudden the whole space feels like brighter and a little bit more modern because these dusty ficus trees aren't there anymore. Now you can absolutely add in modern greenery and Ikea is a great place to get them. Um, that's inexpensive, but just the, like things like that, that we just, we, we've just kind of become accustomed to like that tree's always been there. That piece of artwork's always been there, you know, and just, just remove it from the space, fresh coat of paint, change your light bulbs and see how you feel. <laughs> hmm. So what if I, which you, you've just put it in a way that really makes sense and is, and sounds easier, but I think a lot of people might be scared. Oh, that's, that's super daunting. It's not a big priority right now. You know, I, I don't think so. Maybe later. Like what, what would you, what would you tell to somebody who, who had that response? Here's what I tell um, people is start with the end in mind. Even if you can't do it all now, create a plan, an end result plan and make small incremental changes towards that plan. And I, I really recommend not going the committee route. Like don't break up your building into seven sections and put seven committees over each of those sections. Cause you're going to get seven little kingdoms. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get mm -hmm. seven very different feelings. Um, but if you create one end goal in mind with a, a color palette and the type of furniture that you want to put in there and the type of walls that you want to have, and you just incrementally move yourself in that direction. Yes, it might take a little while, but, but then you have a plan. So a lot of times what we have is we just get these like, you know, Every, like I said, everything kind of looks different because different people have been in charge of it. But when there's a cohesive plan with a vision in place and you work towards that, then you're going to get a good result at the end. Good. Okay. So uh, anything else you want to say about budget? What if I have absolutely zero budget to do anything? You can always declutter and every space needs a good decluttering. So at the very least you can do is you can declutter. Good. All right. I play a little game at the end of each episode of rapid Ooh. fire questions. Would you, would you play a game with me? Sure. Sure. All right, here we go. Number one, what is one, these are rapid fire. What one thing encouraging, what super encouraging that you're seeing in the church right now. I, I love how, different the churches like i love that it's the the small country church is reaching people the inner city storefront is reaching people the wh wherever they are they're they're reaching people and this is this i was just telling somebody yesterday that what i have found so encouraging is all the different churches that i follow like on social medias every single one of them is reporting record attendance this summer and statistically summer is not a time for increase and so that's been really encouraging to me that across the board and these are all different 
uh, types of churches, and, but all of them are experiencing increase for the kingdom this summer. And that's really exciting to me. Good. All right. Reverse that. What's something super sad or discouraging that you're seeing in the church? Um, I would say just the not connecting to social media, not trying to connect to um, the online world maybe as much as like they could, because with the pandemic, it kind of it kind of forced us all to do it. And now we feel like, oh, well, people are coming back. We can kind of like let go of that. But maybe pushing into it just a little bit more, even if it makes us uncomfortable and we're not real sure how to do it. Good. All right. What superpower would you love to have? Ooh, to snap my fingers and get stuff done. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Save time. Okay. What is the craziest thing that you've seen or encountered in a renovation? Found under something? Um, well, so this church I'm working with right now, it uh, was a building that was built in the in the 1953 and then they did an add-on in 1967 and their all of their paper records were still <laughs> were still there like boxes and boxes from like 1950 every hymn pamphlet that they ever had every bulletin that they oh, ever man. had and that was i'm kind of a history geek so that was fun for me but it was kind of wild to see that level of meticulous um record keeping wow Okay, last question for you. Why should I spend money on renovating my spaces? Because it's already costing you something if you don't. So it people are making decisions about it and they're they're deciding how they feel about your church based on their surroundings. And so it's already costing you if you don't. So investing in it is only going to help you. And you know, like it's it's not I love design, but it's not just about flooring and paint colors. It is about a holy reverence that a place where we can enter into the presence of God. And it is important to God. He was a very crafty designer. He laid out very specific details about the tabernacle and um, King Solomon's temple was very elaborate. Heaven is going to be very elaborate. Like, so he cares about it. So we should care about it. Good. Well, thank you so much for your time. How can people get in touch with you if they are considering this? You can go to my website at jilliandesignco.com and there'll be information there about how to connect with me. I have a download for you. A lot of the things that we talked about today are available for you for that. Um, And you can always schedule a discovery call if you want to find out what it's like to work with me. Yeah, I do want to mention your your free PDF too. So that's the that's the information that we covered a lot today, uh, and people can get that for free. So if they uh, want information and want to kind of go through it step by step of what should I be looking for in my lobby, check out Jillian's website. Go and get that free PDF. Be sure to download it, and that way you can kind of have it in front of you and, and think through that stuff. Jillian, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hey guys, I've been telling you about all the conferences that we're at this fall and into spring. A couple of weeks ago, we got to go to Experience Conference in Orlando, Florida. I want to show you a little clip from Steve Dirks and AC Black from our team there in Orlando. Check this out. What's up, guys? We are in uh, Orlando. It's hot for this northern guy, but we're in Orlando for the Experience Conference with a bunch of worship leaders from across the nation. 
trying to, uh, to get to know new people, meet some of our old friends who we serve on a custom basis. And so we're excited to meet new people. We have uh, a fun new LED wall to show off all of our amazing content that we've had the opportunity to create. So yeah, we're happy to be here. We're excited to be here. Conference will go through Friday morning. Our booth ends tomorrow evening. So. Yeah, so come and see us. Come check us out. We've met with so many people, so many cool churches. Um, so really excited. We're doing. We're ending our back to church sale, so we've been hitting that hard. So get signed up. Come visit us, and we've got a free gift for you. The show notes for this episode are available now at makingsundayhappen.com. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us this week. Be sure to hit that like button and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you would. Thank you so much for being a part of our tribe. We love serving you and your church. Next week on the show, I'll welcome Elias Dummer. Elias was the front man for the award-winning band, The City Harmonic. He's traveled the world leading songs of worship at churches and with Christians of almost every tradition. I'm talking with Elias about the term worship leader. We'll talk about worship versus performance and more. We've already recorded this interview. You're going to love it. I can't wait to share it with you next week. We'll go out there and create some incredible worship experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit makingsundayhappen.com.